Did you know that the average fleet manager spends 100 hours a month managing toll? Get that time back by partnering with BestPass, the nation's leader in toll management. Learn more at getbestpass.com or call 866-366-1426. Welcome to a special edition of Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. Today's episode was an in-person recording with Hayden Cardiff, founder and chief innovation officer at Idelic. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Taking the Higher Row. This is our first in-person uh, uh, show, and I'm actually I'm here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with Hayden Cardiff, founder and uh, uh, chief innovation officer of Idelic. Hayden, great to have you with me. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. So uh, what's exciting is you are actually, this is your second time That's on right. the show. Uh, Hayden actually was the uh, third guest back in early 2021, so well over a year ago, and uh, excited to be able to be here in person. What I want to talk about this time with you, though, is I, I want to I learn more about you in particular <laughs> and your background. Yep. I know a lot, but I think <laughs> the audience might not. Um, I want to know what got you into trucking, kind of sure. what, maybe what uh, was your inspiration there. Um, certainly want to know about uh, Idelic. What what is it about Idelic that's making a, a big difference in the industry, and not just from a from a compliance standpoint, but also from a uh, retention standpoint? Because I know that's something that's uh, really valuable for uh, for carriers. Um, I also want to talk about why we're doing this live, yeah. right? Which you can see right behind us in the backdrop is FSOC. This is the first in person fleet safety and operations conference uh, here in Pittsburgh. So exciting to be here and doing this live. And then, of course, if there's an opportunity, maybe you can share a little bit about what is in store in the future. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. For Idelic. So and then, of course, we'll answer a question, um, a deeper dive question by one of our um, audience members. So let's let's dive in. If you could, if you don't mind, uh, what tell me about you, because, you know, the last <laughs> time we talked, we got into a lot of, you know, the weeds of stuff. But this time, I think the audience wants to know, who is this guy? Yeah. Who is he? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot. It's a loaded question. There's a lot to unpack. unpack. So I mean, first and foremost, like I, I love this industry because I feel a part of it and I feel a part of it because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good Southern boy. I born and raised in Kentucky, moved down to Savannah, Georgia, uh, you know, spent a couple of years actually in Italy as a missionary, came back and, uh, went to undergrad, played football down at Nickel state in South Louisiana. Um, and, and I loved it down there. Tasty food, that gumbo mm. real, real tasty. Mm. So nice. And then, uh, and then came to uh, came to Pittsburgh because of Carnegie Mellon in grad school. So uh, I've been been around the block uh, a little bit, but uh, each and every place kind of helped shape experiences that would now kind of help uh, help me now as jumping into the trucking industry and building out Idelic. So how? But I mean, Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, I don't go from Carnegie Mellon to <laughs> trucking, right? It's, and that that doesn't. I'm not yeah, saying that in a no, bad way no, for the it, industry, but. How did that happen? Yeah, How did that, you know what were you doing? Uh, it was it was a, it was a good left turn. Uh, so I mean, like I went to Carnegie Mellon because I was very interested and excited about uh, entrepreneurship and starting companies, and and uh, started a few before Idelic. One of those actually in the trucking space. So started a company called Hylion. Um, we took electric vehicle technology and added it to the trailer for fuel savings, and that was my first kind of foray and jump into the trucking industry, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it, and it was. It, Trucking is such a phenomenal place because not only is it such a large and and meaningful industry, 
but also it's full of dedicated people and professionals who are trying to solve really big and medium and important problems. And they're not just looking for technology, they're looking for solutions. Mm -hmm. So you can't just go and take some technology and try to wave it around and say like, go look for a problem. You have to find a problem, like actually provide a solution. I love that aspect of it. And, and people are willing and excited to dive in and, and, and adopt new technology if it solves those real problems. So it started off there at Hylion. I ended up leaving, uh, you know, leaving Hylion. But uh, while I was there, got to know the team at Pit Ohio Express really well. Here, so here, in, here Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. That's right. So Chuck Hamill and, and Jim Fields and Jeff Mercadena, that whole team over at Pit Ohio, uh, got excited about kind of my enthusiasm in the industry and kind of the experience I had before that and asked me to, to come and do some consulting work. And so looked at a ton of different projects, a ton of different, uh, ton of different opportunities in the space from autonomous vehicles and using machine learning and deep learning technology and like how that all applied. But the one that really caught my eye was taking this internal safety software that they had created called Safety Box and trying to do something with it. So mm -hmm. um, after a lot of discussion and a lot of uh, interviews with fleets from the smallest fleet to the largest fleet uh, in the country, uh, we were able to, you know, I essentially found it like everyone had the same problem. Mm -hmm. There was so much data and none of the systems that threw off this data were speaking to one another and you couldn't proactively engage or coach drivers there was no good way or process to enable drivers to feel satisfied, to feel safe, to be safe on the roads. And so we saw that as a tremendous opportunity and we spun out and created Idelic from there. So that's that's kind of where we got got rolling. Well, and that's exciting. And maybe this is a good opportunity to maybe share a little bit about Idelic. What, sure. what is it in terms of, for, for those who don't know, we're at this event where you've got uh, customers and prospects, people who've come from all over the country to take a look at uh, Safety Suite and, and all that it can help them with. Maybe this is a, a chance to share what is Idelic yeah. and, and where is your... So, yeah, absolutely. So one of the most important things that we've come to realize, and fleets are the ones telling us this, is drivers obviously are the backbone of not only this industry, but this country. And so being able to help ensure that drivers are safe, out on the road, that they're productive from an operational standpoint, but also satisfied. Like those, those are the most important aspects of what a fleet can do because that is what helps their bottom line. It's what helps the, the wheels turn. Like everything stems from that. And, and we've kind of categorized that whole process and workflow of how to enable drivers to feel safe and be safe, uh, operational, operationally product, productive and uh, satisfied. That's driver performance management. And so Idelic is the premier driver performance management platform in the industry. And so our goal is to, yes, bring drivers home safe each and every night, but also help you as fleets to understand what motivates those drivers, help them make sure that they're achieving those expectations, but also as a fleet, protect yourself from those large nuclear verdicts and, and how, from a process standpoint, you can tie in all those different data sources but, and even departments to create that kind of idyllic way, the standard operating procedure that fleets should be should, should be using throughout their uh, throughout their tenure. And risk is a big deal. You, you mentioned nuclear verdict. Is that yep. really a thing? It's really a thing. <laughs> it is very much deal. a thing. It's it is very deal. much a thing. It's getting um, worse. It it is, and I mean, like, everyone's tired of hearing about it, but they're tired of hearing about it because I mean, who wants to have an eighty million dollar verdict? Like no one. Mm -hmm. And so I would be tired of hearing about it as well. But they're not going away. Yeah. They're not going any, anytime soon. And the challenging part is drivers are continuing to churn. I mean, you look at the Atri's top 10 uh, industry challenges, it's 
driver retention, driver shortage, mm-hmm. right there at the top. And years and years and years in a row. Exactly. And so like you have these nuclear verdicts, which, which increase the cost of insurance, which is also putting fleets out of business. You have drivers who are churning, which makes it harder to coach and harder to have a good consistent process around, uh, you know, drivers out on the road and, and customer service suffers because of it. I mean, it all ties together. So if you would share with me, then how, how does that performance management, how does that coaching, you know, or give you an opportunity to coach and how does that help from a retention standpoint? That's a fantastic question. That's one of the most important things that we hear from fleets, right? You, you obviously understand like when you can use all of the data to tie together and use machine learning and predictive analytics, you can start to highlight who's at risk, why they're at risk. You can coach based off of that. We advocate for professional development plans as opposed to individual one-off you know, trainings. That obviously helps coach from a, uh, you know, from a improving driver behaviors and improving risk standpoint. But one of the biggest things that we're finding from a retention standpoint is vast majority of that turnover happens in the first 90 days. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means that us as fleets, if we take a real good a hard look at ourselves, we're not doing a good enough job integrating those drivers or onboarding those drivers into our fleets. We A lot of times we misunderstand or, or kind of conflate that orientation is onboarding, mm-hmm. right? And a three-day orientation does not equal drivers now going to be safe and productive for your fleet, nor help you understand that you can know what that driver's expectations are and be able to deliver on that. So we are big proponents of taking that same professional development plan process that's facilitated through our product and and transferring that into a driver onboarding. And so now being able to go in and highlight on day one, here's what those driver's expectations are for mileage, home time, take home pay, like all the things that are important to them. Mm -hmm. And you can document that and make sure everyone's on the same page. For that you can have that documentation hand off from recruiting into onboarding right but then you know you have that first initial driver manager meeting on in the first week you know you welcome out welcome that driver to your fleet get them excited but even highlight things like why did they come to your fleet in the first place mm-hmm. like understanding some of their not just expectations but like why they care you know what's at home waiting for them like do they have any sports affiliations pets family like you get to know the driver a little bit and then on day eight you have another task for this onboarding plan where you start to follow up with those things hey you've been here for a week do we meet your expectations on these parameters you found out the driver's wife's name jessica hey how's jessica enjoying your transition to abc trucking like mm-hmm. those details matter. matter yeah and when you can do that systematically and have the talk tracks and and the the workflows dialed in for everyone every time you know that you're getting the right stuff done. You know that your driver managers are now freed up instead of managing data in different spreadsheets and different systems, they're actually engaging with drivers. And we facilitate that for our customers. And so you have this really strong handoff from recruiting to operations and really strong workflow for operations to be able to engage with drivers throughout their entire tenure and hopefully get them past that first three to six months using those onboarding plans. And then that ties into the safety and it ties into the IT and it ties into the retention. All of that then ties in together. And so you start to get this feeling where drivers feel like they're being watched after and not watched over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really important. And so I could go on for days talking about uh, all the different aspects of, you know, different pieces of driver performance management, how we help facilitate that through machine learning, predictive analytics, and the, the driver engagement and the coaching. But really it boils down to how can we as a, partner help you as a fleet better understand the driver's expectations and then help better deliver mm-hmm. on that in a consistent way well said thank you um i know that uh, again as i shared earlier we're here in person that's right um first time uh for taking the higher road but but the reason is 
because we're at the at FSOC's in first in-person event. So tell us what is FSOC yeah. and, and 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 what was the inspiration behind it and, and tell me how valuable it is to you. Absolutely. So we we you know this is the first in-person. Uh in last year we actually had a user conference, a a, a, a virtual conference, knowing that most people weren't traveling and there's still a lot of trepidation around that. And so it was a good kind of first kind of initial kickoff for us to, to really understand like people are starving for good content. People are starving for industry best practice and collaboration between others, whether they're our customers or not. People want to understand what other people are doing and how it's important and how it's impactful to them. And so that kind of got our, our juices flowing a little bit and saying, look, we, we need to start this and, and really kind of give not just again, not just our customers, but you know, fleets that are looking at potentially uh, becoming customers or partners of mm-hmm. ours because we have uh, one of the most robust kind of partnership networks uh, in the industry. And that's a big core part of what we do. And so being able to help provide that insight. And so the Fleet Safety and Operations Conference really boils down to what we're hoping to be the industry premier and standard conference to help fleets better understand how they can improve their driver performance management as well as interact with other professionals and learn from one another, but also get better insights into the adult safety suite, mm-hmm. right? And that obviously is, is a big piece of this because we have customers coming to understand you know, how they can better dive into the product, how they can get better ROI and value. And we're, we're seeing you know, right now, customers on average are seeing 20% reduction in frequency of accidents from one year to the next. How can we start to grow that even further? How can, you know, what are the, what are the, the tips and tricks of, of those who use it best. And so there's all these different aspects of, of why fleets are coming, but the most exciting and gratifying thing for me is to see that people are coming. Mm-hmm. And it, and not only is that exciting just to, to be able to finally be out and about and, and get, uh, and get some good FaceTime with, with people that we, we know and love, but is to see others interact with one another and be able to share what's working and what's not. I mean, you get that at a lot of the other, uh, trade shows, and we love ATA, TCA, NPTC, NTTC. I mean, we're, we're huge fans, all your state and local uh, organizations, and you get a lot of that there. But we're trying to bring something a little bit more unique mm-hmm. and specific. It's again, you have safety, you have maintenance and technology, and you have these different kind of areas, but nothing really pinpoint specifically to drivers and driver performance. And how do you really optimize that retention mm-hmm. side as well as the safety side? So um, with you have a lot of customers here, and, you, and at the end of the day, there's a lot of there's a lot of fleets here, yeah. many of which compete with each other. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. when it comes to safety, that, that's just not the approach, right? It's that, very much, hey, we all care to share the roads. That, we want safety. That's exactly right. And that to me, that again, there's a lot of reasons why I'm proud to to work in this industry, right? To be able to serve drivers is one of the to me one of the most noble things that we as a, as an industry can do. But man, early on, one of the things that that made me incredibly proud. It was a very eye-opening uh, conversation. Was I was talking with one of our customers, and he's the VP of Safety at Pit Ohio, named Jeff Murphy, fantastic professional, um, great industry stalwart, and they Pit Ohio are, are terrific. But they had a kind of a, a summit there at their offices. Pit Ohio is a large LTL company in, in the Northeast, and they had all the other LTL companies from the, the East Coast, all together in the same room, talking and sharing best practices. I pulled Jeff aside. I, I, was, I was just like, happened to be at their offices that day. And I pulled Jeff aside. I'm like, Jeff, what is going on here? Like, why? I'm like, Don't you all compete? 
And he, he said something that, that will stick with me forever. He said, we might compete on freight, but we don't compete on safety. Mm-hmm. And that's the mentality of this industry. And I yeah. love that. And as fleets, as we continue to have that mentality, knowing that, look, right now, freight's good. Like there's, they think things are moving in the right direction. Sometimes that might not be the case, but regardless, this is a big industry and there's going to be enough for everyone to eat, but safety is something that you can't compromise on. And the rising tide lifts all boats and it improves the image of this industry and it improves the ability for us to attract new drivers into this industry. Yeah. Everything really revolves around that. And it's one of those things that, you know, we, we love to see and we, and we want to help to facilitate that conversation. Well, a couple more questions and one, maybe this is a good segue into the deeper dive question. Then I want to make sure that we talk about what's in store for the future. Because I know you, you, you may have shared some things uh, with some of the, with some of the folks here. So hopefully you can share that with the rest of us. Um, But the deeper dive question is, uh, and this is, it's titled data overload. And the question is, we have more data than we can manage. How do we separate what matters from what doesn't? And I'm guessing um, that's probably an issue that a lot of people have as we have become so data centric. Yeah. No, that, that's the biggest challenge that we face, right? And that we hear from fleets. is There's so much data, like gone are the days we don't have enough data. Now we're, we're literally choking on it because it comes from every single system, every single spreadsheet, every single conversation that creates this data that we have to be responsible for, right? Whether it's responsible for being proactive and engaging with drivers, responsible for defending a court, we're responsible for it. And we can't bury our head in the sand anymore to say, look, I don't want to know that. So I'm just going to turn that off. Like you can't do that anymore. Right. You're like, that is negligence. Like the definition of that. Mm-hmm. And so now how do we start to manage the data overload, understand what to the question, what's important and what's not. One of the things that we've seen as a huge benefit in this is machine learning and predictive analytics and the the overarching title of AI, right? Mm -hmm. Using machine learning or AI, you can start to really filter through the noise and get to a much deeper understanding of what actually matters Mm -hmm. because data doesn't help you. Insights help you, right? Because insights generate action. And if you can't generate action, then why have the data? You know what I mean? So, so this is, so you have data, the middle part there is the analysis of that mm-hmm. data to then drive the insights and the action. So we have to be able to, A, integrate and kind of pull together all of that data so we can make good inferences and make good, in, you know, bring good insight to light. Um, and so that's kind of step one, but two, it really comes down to using that, whether it's your internal BI tools, whether it's machine learning, particularly like other, you know, there, there's a ton of different, uh, third-party vendors or, or partners that can help with those different pieces, but man, integrating that data and then using some of those different pieces of technology to help filter out that noise and really home in on what is most important so that you can make good decisions. And that's where like, we hear a lot of conversation and chatters around, Hey, is technology taking over the human experience and is technology kind of replacing, you know, in-person conversations or in-person relationships? And the answer is no, it can't, it can't. And if it, and if, if it, if it is kind of hindering that you're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. technology has to be a way to facilitate more consistent yeah. in-person. Enhance. Enhance. Exactly. Enhance and facilitate more consistent in-person interactions, right? Like, if you have, like, if you right now you have a telematic event and you go and you coach a driver, telematic event, coach a driver, moving violation, coach a driver. 
what does that feel like? The driver feels like they have eight bosses because they have eight different people slapping them on the wrist every single time they're trying to justify it to themselves why the, their driver manager, safety manager was wrong, right? Like they're, they're just going to get frustrated, not change behaviors, and they're going to leave. But if you go in and, and take a holistic approach where you have all the data integrated, you use predictive analytics to say, hey, here are the patterns of behavior. And then you can go in and now say, look, you're a professional. Let's dive in and, and, and let's work on these things. And I want to change. Well, let's help change behaviors. It's not a personal attack. Let's change the behavior. So because I want you coming home safe to your family every night. Like that works. Yeah. And we've seen that work time and time again. And so that's where like to cut through that noise, you've got to be able to pull the data together on a holistic uh, standpoint and you leverage some of that technology to be able to get to the insights. So do you, uh, first of all, you've had a lot of growth over the last few years <laughs> as a company and, uh, and, and, and internally, I think yeah. you're approaching a hundred employees. That's yeah. I think last time we checked, it was about right at 98. So yeah. we're close. We're close. I can't congratulate you on reaching that milestone, but we're I can close. certainly congratulate you on the growth and success. Thank you. You, you shared, uh, at the event here, uh, what's in store, what's yeah. coming. Do you mind sharing with the rest I, of us? Absolutely. And this is something obviously that gets me very excited because I, you know, the, one of the benefits of being a, a fast moving kind of early stage company is that you, you're never done. Right. Right. And so for us, obviously, this this kind of intersection between safety, which we've historically done a really good job of. And that's been kind of our main focus now with the retention and operational productivity side of things. Right. Meeting those driver expectations and helping the retain like that side is where we're putting a lot of attention and effort right now. And, and a lot of really exciting kind of roadmap items there. Um, pulling in some operational data around mileage and, and hours and things like that. But then also because we've seen such a strong benefit for our customers in reducing accidents, severity, and frequency, we're actually jumping into insurance. And that's an area for me that is incredibly exciting because we're actually going down the path of creating an MGA and actually being able to partner with insurance care to provide insurance uh, products to our customers and be able to allow them to take actual credit for the impact that they're making yeah. and benefit that they're seeing as far as reducing those times. That's very cool. That's yeah. really exciting. And that's something, gee, you're hearing it here first. And that's our alarm to let us know that uh, <laughs> our, our time is up. And Hayden, I want to really thank you for, for joining me today. It's it's great to see you again. Thank you for the invitation yeah. uh, to come to this, uh, this first time me. event, uh, in person anyway. And I uh, look forward to seeing you again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.